Did I do it too long? Yes. Yo. Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ Envy. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Thursday. <laughs> I knew he was going to be late today because he has to travel. So what does that mean? I got to so travel, too. So that means that he's probably at home packing his bags, running late, waiting to the last minute. I got to travel, too. Okay. But I'm here. Okay. My flight is a little longer than his. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I feel you. But Charlemagne's late a lot more. <laughs> oh, maybe Soldier Boy didn't like something he said and kidnapped him and, and, and is, has him un, ha, hostage and holding him down till, I don't know, for, I don't know, some money or something. Well, you think he, he kidnapped Charla? Yeah, maybe Charla? <laughs> Charla? Now, shout out, to our, shout out to our Brooklyn Nets for winning last night again. Yo, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I told you. That was a great game last night. I was watching the game, and I'm like, oh, they're going to lose this one again. They're down three with, like, 20 seconds left. I'm like, this game is over. Mm -hmm. But they actually came back and won. Congratulations to the Brooklyn Nets, man. They did a they, Wow. And they won away, too. They were in Houston when they played that game last night. Yes. So congratulations to the Nets. All right. Now, what else? Did you do anything yesterday? Uh, what did I do yesterday? I was out all day. I'm trying to think what I did. Oh, I did a podcast. Okay. Um, the thing is, shout out to Shannon. That's her podcast. And then I had a meeting. You know, I have this press juice business that's launching Drink Fresh Juice. You can mm -hmm. go to drinkfreshjuice.com. So I had a meeting for that that lasted for hours. But we're trying to finally get it out. Okay. Now, yesterday, I, um, you know, I do the real estate thing. So I'm always looking at properties. Also, always looking at houses, putting bids on houses. Try to do as much flipping and buying as possible. But then I've been trying to figure out how I can make my two oldest like each other more. They argue mean? all the time. And I'm not used to it because I'm an only child. Well, me and my brother are very close in age and all we did was argue. Oh my goodness. Like, they argue over everything. But everything. that's what, that's what uh, brothers and sisters do when they're close in age. I don't like that. Like, because it always comes to me, Dad. And then, you know... We used to actually fist fight. So you should be glad that they're just arguing. I mean, I would prefer that than come no, and get me. <laughs> just go fist fight in the corner and then make up later on. Because they always say, Dad, Madison did this. Madison, Logan did this. And you don't know who to believe, right? Because so, if you believe... We used to both get a beating. If you, Anytime one of us did something, we that's both got what, a beating. That's the, that's the issue I'm on. I'm like, you know what? If you come in, you're both getting beaten. Yeah, that's how it used to be. And he then, was like, no, no, this is not a dictatorship. We have to all talk and figure this out. F that. You come in there beefing... You, yeah, you're leaving both that's of you. That's part of what it is, though. Rent. Having a, a big sister or, you know, having a big brother or a big sister close in age, you guys argue. We used to sit in the backseat of the car every time we went places, and we couldn't stop, like, fighting all the time. Oh, hit my each other. goodness. When does it stop? I think I might have pushed my brother down the stairs one time, and he hit his head on the radiator. That's 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 them. That's what they would he do. He cut all my hair off one time. Wow. Yeah, it used to get real. When does it stop, though? When do y'all stop? If you have a brother, sister, when you when go to stop college, beefing? when you go to college, really? Yeah, because you're not around each other. Oh my god! Like they like, and we went to the same high school and everything for a couple of years. 
That was, a, it was awful. And then we always fight on a bus. As a matter of fact, we used to walk to go get on the bus to go to school, and we wouldn't even walk together. He would walk like three blocks ahead of me. <laughs> My goodness. All right. Well, this is not going to end until, I guess, another two years when Madison goes to college. But It'll let's... be like 20 years. Oh, my goodness. Just never know. <laughs> well, let's get in some front page news. What are we talking about? Uh, well, let's talk about um, the government shutdown. We'll tell you who's weighing in on the government shutdown. And Donald Trump has signed a bill for government workers. We'll tell you what that bill is. All right. We'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. What are we talking about, Yee? Well, first, why don't you give it up for our Brooklyn Nets, who won 145 to 142 against the Houston Rockets yesterday. They had some luck on their ass last why, night. Why is it luck? They shot that three from damn near half court. It went in. It, it, didn't even look, it didn't even look comfortable shooting that three. It was all off balance, but it went in and they won. Congratulations to the Brooklyn Nets. And overtime, all right? Mm-hmm. All right, now let's talk about the government shutdown. Now, Donald Trump has signed a law yesterday that will guarantee that government workers who aren't getting paid during the partial shutdown will get back pay when everything is said and done with. Who knows when that's going to be, though? That doesn't help. That Like, they still got to pay their mortgage and pay their rent, their car note, their bills, their you know, kids' school. It's really sad. I was watching one woman on television this morning, and she was saying how she's had to pawn all of her items just to be able to pay her bills because she has no idea when she's going to get paid again. I can imagine. And it's a trickle effect because, you know, it, let's say she has a landlord. Then the landlord has to get paid. He doesn't get paid. Then the landlord can't pay the mortgage, and then he could possibly lose that property. It's like a trickle effect. So the landlord is probably thinking, damn, I got to get a new tenant, which is foul. Even at the schools, I'm seeing how it's affecting kids with the school lunches, and they have to try to conserve money and cut back on lunches because the kids who are getting aid from the government uh, can't get their school lunches for much longer. That's crazy. All right, well, Cardi B has weighed in, and a lot of people actually wanted to repost what she had to say. Uh, Here's what Cardi B has to say about the government shutdown. Trump! is now ordering, as in summoning, federal government workers to go back to work without getting paid. Now, I don't want to hear y'all motherfuckers talking about, oh, but Obama shut down the government for 17 days. Yeah, bitch, for health care. So your grandma could check her blood pressure, and you bitches could go check your in the gynecologist with no motherfucking problem. Our country is in a hellhole right now, all for a wall. I feel like we need to take some action. I don't know what type of action, bitch, because this is not what I do, but bitch, I'm scared. Now, Senator Brian Schatz from Hawaii tweeted out trying to decide whether or not to retweet the Cardi B video. I mean, she's... And then Senator Chris Murphy of Connecticut said, oh, my God, I had the same argument with myself 30 minutes ago. It's not necessarily the most political thing, but she's right. She's absolutely positively right. She said it in her own comfortable way, and I agree with her. Absolutely. In her own comfortable way. Yeah, she did. That's that's the Cardi B way. Yeah. All right. Now, Microsoft has pledged $500 million, and that is to address homelessness and also for affordable housing because... Because of Seattle's re- the Seattle region's widening affordability gap. So what they want to do is make sure there's more housing options for low- and middle-income workers. They've been priced out of Seattle and some of the suburbs. And there's all these new buildings that obviously are targeting wealthier renters. So right now that pledge is the largest in their 44-year history. And one of the biggest contributions by a private corporation to housing, $500 million. Right. And, and we got to start you know, buying. And, and I talk about it all the time. And Ye owns a couple of cribs. We have to start buying buying our own communities back and make sure that we own it. You know, there's so many different ways we can do it. If, if we don't have a lot of money, there's ways we could do 3% loans. There's ways we could do, you know, no money down in certain in certain occasions. There's ways we, if we have great credit, we can. But we have to start buying our own, holding our 
own properties and making sure that we ha- we have our own community. We can't just let people come in our community, buy our community, then raise the rent, kick us out, and and we have nothing. We we have to stop that. And it's also important to note that say you live someplace like Seattle or New York where it's really expensive, mm-hmm. you don't have to buy something there. You should do some research and maybe you can afford to buy something someplace else that's up and coming. Absolutely. Do your research. There you go. All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe at a bad night or a horrible morning. I don't know. 800-585-1051. Maybe you keep arguing with your brother or your sister. <laughs> and maybe you're, you're a dad and you don't know what to do because you're an only child, so you just want to be like, shut up! But you can't because you're listen, dead. Listen, once one of them, once Madison goes to college, it'll be better. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, get it off your chest. Hit us up right now. Phone lines are wide open. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hi, Sia. Me and my brother, we used to, we're two years apart, and we used to fight all the time. We right. used to try to kill each other, and... That's what yeah, I'm saying. That's what we do. So, like, <laughs> yeah, we didn't become friends until, like, after I had a baby, and she just turned one, so... Yeah, it was Damn. real bad between us. Like, we stopped talking and everything. We lived in the same house. <laughs> but the crazy part about it is they only argue when they're not with me or with my wife. Like, when they're with me and my wife, they're good. But when they're alone, oh, are we not there? Oh, it's World War Three in that house. Yeah, that's how it is. See, my mom used to work nights. So we was always at home with her boyfriend. And, like, he stopped so many fights. It was crazy. Like, she just couldn't understand. Because her and her brother, she's the oldest. And her and her brother, they got along. But... Our fights used to be to the death. My goodness. <laughs> oh, I used to fight my older sister, too. <laughs> like like crazy, crazy? Yeah, my older sister grabbed my face one day and, like, try, like rubbed it in a box of nails. Like, thank God the nails weren't, like, up to where the pointy parts were, but, you know, it was like a box of nails. It was like, like a, a vampire facial. Yeah, Angela, she just grabbed you, it and, like, rubbed it. One time, down the stairs. Like, one time I took a phone and hit my brother on his forehead so hard with the phone, there was a round indentation and broken skin from where I hit him with the phone. Goodness gracious. Hey, think and then the he broke the too. bathroom door trying to kill me. I'm calling 911 if it gets that worse in my house. 911, what's your birthday? On your kids? These yeah. trying to kill each other in here. You don't know what might happen when the cops get there. Yeah, you're right. I'm just joking. <laughs> Rick! Yeah, what's going on, Evie? Good morning. Good morning, uh, Angela. Good morning. I would say good morning to Solomon, but he's not there. I'm here! Don't tell he tried to slide in like he was busy here. Late! <laughs> I want to spread some positivity this morning. Um, Yesterday I was having a real bad day, and uh, I didn't get to listen to the Soldier Boy uh, interview until no until in the afternoon, and that made my day, my man. I'm telling you, like, listen, I couldn't stop laughing. It ended up cheering me up. You guys did a great Uh... job interview. Especially uh, uh, Charlemagne with his sarcastic ass when he was asking him all these questions. Um, I, it was a really good interview. I think probably one of the better ones you've done in a long time, and uh, I really enjoyed it. Another thing, too, tomorrow's my anniversary, and me and my wife are going on a trip, so I want to wish a happy anniversary, 11th anniversary right now on the radio. So hey, thank you guys. Well, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I, I think it's very disrespectful. Every time the Breakfast Club does an interview, y'all say this is the best interview y'all have done in a long time. No, not, no, y'all, do, no y'all, y'all do this all the time. Y'all, yeah, oh, Kodak Black up here, that's the best interview y'all did in a long time. Takashi 69 up here, that's the best interview y'all did in a long time. 21 Savage up here, that's the best interview y'all did in a long time. That's what I'm saying, but it's like, they're only a month apart. Just take a compliment. They're only a month 
far. Take the compliment. Say thank you. I, I get it, but God, I just don't like just that. Say thank you. Thank you. Everybody wanted me to ask you, Charlamagne, what deodorant do you use, sir? <laughs> uh, I had on right guard yesterday. I don't know why I was sweating like well, that. Well, that's I'm not good advertising <laughs> yeah, for right some, guard. Yeah. Listen, yeah, that's I, a, I think that's an age thing. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. I never used to have armpit stains until I turned 40 years old. Well, that's you made first, up for it. That's the first time I've ever seen that. <laughs> but Try women's deodorant. Women's deodorant works for me. Which Secret. Y'all, which Strong y'all, enough for a man, but pH balanced for a woman. I, what, I, what, I, what I'm surprised nobody caught is if you look at the left pit stain, it's in the shape of our Lord and Savior, Soldier Boy. <laughs> Shut up, man. I'm dead serious. If you look at it, it's his face. Look at the left I'm pit stain. I'm not looking at your pit stain, it's in man. The, it's, it, it looks like our Lord and Savior, Soldier Boy. I'm telling you. Get, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Wayne, what's up, Wayne? Yo, what's up, MV? Hey, Angela Yee. Hey. Tell me, I know you ain't there, but what up? I Wayne, am here. How are you going to talk to him and tell him <laughs> I was just here? late. Late? <laughs> now, Wayne what's is having this problem on? because he said all the gay guys be hitting on him and he not gay. You should be flattered. Nah, I'm not, I'm not flattered, man, because I try to take my wife out. You know, we go out to eat, and it seems like the gay people just want to hit on me. And then when I tell them I'm not gay or anything like that, they be like, I don't care. I still want to do you. I still want to have you. In front of your wife? Yeah, right in front of my wife. And my wife be like, yo, you need to leave before he gets up. And the first thing they want to say is, you touch me. It's a hate crime. I'm going to have you arrested for a hate crime. I need to know why all these... No, 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 no. We need to know why all these gay people are hitting on you. What are you wearing? (laughs) What are you wearing? You trying to be all sexy and stuff. Yo, Envy, I'm straight from um, South Jamaica, man. Hood all day long, man. (laughs) What does that have to do with Gay people in South Jamaica? What does that do with anything? Yo, it's it's hard, man. It's hard. Me and my wife, we we argue about that all the time. I'm like, I'm tired, man. Tell her she needs to stand up for you. Huh? She needs to stand up for you. She do. She be telling them, like, you better leave, get the hell out of here. And they don't, they don't want to listen. They keep going until they get beat up. And then the first thing they want to say is a hate crime. But why are you a gay magnet? Do you got a fat ass or something? Like, what's, what's going on? Nah, nah, nothing like that, man. Like, <laughs> nothing I know, I like, like that. Clean. It's something you're doing, bro. Clean. It's something you're doing. Yeah, I never doing, heard man. somebody always get hit on Yeah, I don't hear that the all the time. So, everywhere I go, man, it seems like a gay, a gay dude got to hit on me. Is there, like, time. have you ever been gay? Have you ever been no. gay? <laughs> Do no. they know you from somewhere else? Nope. They don't know me from nowhere else, man. Well, I don't know what to tell you, okay? I've been married for 12 years, man. Just take it as a compliment. always been together. That means you're very well-groomed and, you know, yes. yeah, You might have attractive. a fatty you don't know about. It's mad people that would want that problem. You lord of the guys. As long as nobody's touching you. Nah, nah it, ain't, it ain't touching. It ain't getting that far because if they did, it, I would have been arrested right nah, now. stop no it. Can you, what's your Instagram? I want to see what you look like. I don't do Instagram. I don't do none of that stuff. Oh, I'm sure it's a guy out there that'll talk you out of your boxes soon enough. You sound curious. Nah, what's your, um, what's your back page man. account? None. I ain't got nothing. I ain't got nothing. <laughs> Bye, man. Misa! What's up? Misa, get it off your chest. I wanted to tell Angela when y'all was talking about um, buying back the property in your community, I heard she was buying some homes here in the beach. I was going to tell her that she motivated me in 2019. That's what I'm going to do. I'm buy me a couple of homes. And to DJ MB, don't worry about your kids arguing. They're going to get over it. Me and my brother used to argue all the time. He's like one of my best friends, so you'll be good. Yeah, it's just part of the process. Yeah, when you look at the D, make sure you look down, uh, look at some houses close to downtown. Definitely check wild. the area. 
That sounded wild. That didn't sound wild. You look at the D, make sure you look good. But that's dope. I'm going to actually be in Detroit next week. I'm going to be in Detroit next weekend doing a walkthrough for one of my houses. It's halfway rehabilitated now. So I'm excited for that. I'll post some pictures. Okay. All right, Misa. All right, bye. All right, bye. All right, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up at any time. Now we got rumors on the way? Yes, you know, Soulja Boy was here yesterday, and a lot of people weighed in on the interview with The Breakfast Club, and Soulja Boy would tell you some things that they had to say. Some people were with him, and some people were um, not as with him as we were. (laughs) All right, we'll get into that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Well, it seems like everyone was talking about this Soulja Boy Breakfast Club interview yesterday. He was on Breakfast Club? Yes, he was. I think so. All right, and it was a good time with Soulja Boy. Now, a lot of things were said, and people have been responding. Here's what Soulja Boy had to say about Meek and Drake. Why did Meek Mill have a bigger comeback than Soulja Boy? Because he was locked up. Yes. Okay, I was locked up too. They came up with a number one record. The Drake beef. Look yo! Crossed, look how he crossed Yo, Meek Mill ain't beef with Chris Brown and was finna box with Floyd Mayweather. He, he would be with Drake. Drake, the biggest rapper in the world. Drake? <laughs> Drake? <laughs> This is hiding this kid from the world, but his world wanna hide from the kid. Stop telling me like I ain't teach Drake everything he knows. Hold on, you taught Drake everything he knows. Y'all ain't hear Drake on his first song. Tell me what's really going on. Drizzy Drake back in this thing already. What's that? That's Soldier. Well, let's go through it because that is a Soldier Boy. uh, I guess what would you call it? It's not. It's not a sample, but it's it's, it's like a. It was Drake paying homage. Rappers do that all the time. Quote lines from other rappers. Jay Z does it to Biggie all the time. Like that happens all the time. But nobody's done it to Soldier Boy. All right. Well, listen. Somebody got listen to what Soldier Boy posted because he did post just in case people didn't know what song it came from. Tell me what's really going on. Drizzy back up in this thing. I'm ready. What's happening? And at night, tell me. What's really going on? Soldier Boy up in the final red. What's happening? First of all, Envy, I don't like how you said nobody does that. No, nobody's done it to Soldier Boy before. Soldier Boy is not a rap godfather. As if he's not one of the founding fathers of hip hop. As if you can't mention Biggie, Pac, Jay Z, and throw Soldier Boy in there too. Give me a Soldier Boy line. Tell me. No, no, besides that one. Besides that one. No, ain't no besides that one. Besides that one. No. 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 At any point, that was just just him showing that Drake. Yeah, bitch. Yeah. That's all you got. Just the fact that Drake was paying homage to him, I guess. He was paying homage. Proving his point. Okay. Now, Meek Mill responded on social media. He said, the big Draco interview started my day off right. Today going to be a good day. And then he said, this was my favorite song when I was in jail back in the day, Calling Girls Collect. And I used his two as his bars in the letters I wrote them, no cap. Hashtag Big Draco. And that was Kiss Me Through the Phone he was you referring to. You hear that, Envy? Meek used Soldier's bars in love letters. <laughs> All right. Some respect. I love Soldier Boy. Oh. Now Soldier Boy <laughs> goes on uh, to talk about Tiger because some people were saying Tiger had the biggest comeback of 2018. In order to have the biggest comeback, you got to come back with a massive hit. Because you're a musical artist. Yo, Charlamagne. Tiger had a record. Tiger? Tiger? Okay. The nigga that lost his bitch to Travis Scott? Oh, sh. Holy sh. The nigga that Travis Scott in the bitch and got her pregnant. Damn. Well, Tiger responded, who had the biggest comeback? And he posted Spotify streams. It said Tiger, 884 million streams, and Soldier Boy had 98 million. And how Soldier responded to that? (laughs) How did Soldier respond to that? Yes. 
Um, he posted an old video and said, I put Tiger yes, on first. He did, and, and Tiger thanked him. <laughs> Tiger did thank you him. You're goddamn right. Y'all need to bow down to your Lord Tiger and Savior. Tiger said, Thanks soldier, for the boy. opportunity. That's right. <laughs> bow down to your Lord and Savior, Soldier Boy. My goodness. Now, Soldier Boy, you also talked about famous decks in the Breakfast Club interview. I started this internet. I started the wave. I'm the reason why these new artists get signed. I'm the reason why it's a little pump. I discovered Chief Keith. Any of these artists that's hot right now, Rich the Kid used to sleep on my couch. Famous Dex, I was the first person to fly Famous Dex to L.A. He was stacks on deck money game before he signed the Rich the Kid. Well, everyone else seems to take this in stride and as a good sport. I didn't Not think that was disrespectful Dex, at all. But here's what Famous Dex had to say in response. You ain't put me on shit, bro. You just wanted to ride my way, nigga. Soldier boy, you better watch your mouth and start doing coke, bro. Because I'll come here, I'll pop up and smack your ass, nigga. I'll fuck with you, soldier boy, you want honey. But don't say, don't put my name in your mouth. I think Drake said he f with him. I think Drake put Famous Dex up to that. There's no reason for so there was no reason for yeah. Famous Dex to respond with a semi-automatic weapon and, vi- and threats of violence. Yeah, out of everybody who should have gotten mad, I don't know about Famous. I'm just Dex. glad Canada and Compton didn't get it popping. You know what I'm saying? All right, well, Famous we don't, we, Dex, Soldier Boy that. responded to Famous Dex. And Famous Dex, you better watch your fucking mouth too. Nigga. You was broke as in Chicago, nigga. and Tato called me and told me to with you, and you flew to L.A. And you came to my house and said you wanted to be S.O.D. Money Gang. And after you left, you went and signed with Rich the Kid. Famous Dex, stop playing with me. Well, Soldier Boy posted those receipts just a few minutes ago on his social media of Famous Dex. Check it out. They say, they say, Dex, you signed a Soldier Boy? S.O.D. on GDDB. Soldier, what up, bro, bro? <laughs> the moral of the story is Soldier Boy is your OG, and you all should respect him his, as such. Okay? We need to start asking serious questions like who's had more influence on hip-hop, Sean Carter or DeAndre Cortez Way. Why you want to fight me for speaking facts? I will fight you right now. I will fight you right now. Well, a lot of people went on social media like Juicy J says Soldier Boy is a legend. Drop one of the clues bombs. It takes a legend to know a legend, damn it. Juicy J. Jay Electronica said you have to give credit where it's due. I, too, followed Soldier Boy's blueprint and made myself known via the internet. Come on now. As well. I was even labeled an internet rapper those days. Hashtag long live King Drake. Jay Electronica said that? Yes. Jay Electronica don't even talk. Okay? <laughs> and he came out of the woods to pay homage to King Draco. All right? You better show some respect, Envy. I what? I respect him, but you you talking some some crazy stuff. What crazy? You say he has more influence than Jay Z. I didn't say that. Oh, what did you, you say? See, you see, I see how things get twisted. Now, how did you say? I said it's time that we start asking ourselves difficult, tough questions, like <laughs> who has more influence, Sean Carter or DeAndre Cortez? Well, who, has, who has more influence? I don't stop know, the music. I got to think about it. I'm about to fight you, bro. I'm about to fight you. I got to think about it. I'm about to fight you. I got to think about it. I got to think about this one. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. I'm gonna fight you. For what? For speaking facts? You didn't speak no facts. Let me ask you one simple question. You didn't question. say that to Soldier Boy's face. Exactly. Ask what? I'm asking you one simple question. That question wasn't brought up, but... You know, first of all, you know I am a Pinkett Smith Winfrey Knowles Carter. You know I love hope. No, what's, 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 uh, and now you're a soldier. Has Jay-Z, now you're away. Has Jay-Z <laughs> ever had a dance? <laughs> I hear complete crickets. I hear complete... I ain't heard nobody reply. To answer your question... No. Uh, okay. Case closed. Now. So that's what's the. Let's move on. That's the bar. Let's move <laughs> yeah, on. Is that the bar? Let's that's move on. You know what? Let's move on. You know what? All right. That's yeah. your rumor report. Yeah, we got front page news coming up. Uh, yes. Let's talk about these self-lacing sneakers that you can pre-order. Are you interested? No. 
But all right, we'll get into that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get uh, to some front page news. What are we talking about, Yee? Uh, let's talk about these self-lacing sneakers. Are you excited about Oh, you ain't going to start with the Brooklyn Nets now? Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, shout out to our Brooklyn Nets. All right, one in overtime. Yeah, they won. They pulled off a, a mother effort last night, boy. James they were Harden down. was going his hardest. He had 58 points, and the Nets came back. Congratulations to the Brooklyn Nets. Yes, we've been killing it lately. Do they even play defense on James Harden no more? You can't. James Harden makes the game look way too easy, but are people playing defense on him is what I want to You know. can't. Who's the best player in the league right now? Who's the best player? Right now. Offensive player? Yes. James Harden. Mm. Overall player? I mean, that still has to go to LeBron James. Mm-mm. Okay. All right, now let's talk about these self-lacing sneakers that's controlled by an app. Are you guys excited about this from Nike? The Adapt BB. It stands for basketball. And what they want to do is it's a smart shoe. So basically, imagine you're playing basketball. Imagine you're in the Brooklyn Nets. The game's in overtime. You're playing basketball. Your feet are swollen. You've been running back and forth. And then the sneakers can detect your blood pressure. So you don't have to untie your laces. Your shoes loosen up automatically. So you won't have to do anything anymore because your shoes already know what it is that you need. So what, when your feet start swelling up, they loosen up for you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I need that. No. I didn't know. <laughs> not, I mean, yeah, you're not a real athlete, but like somebody that's a real athlete. <laughs> well, damn. I'm serious. Like, cause if you're playing basketball wow. and your feet swell while you're doing a layup and it opens up, that, like, that could cause damage. <laughs> Think about it. You don't know that. What, that you're not an athlete? For all you know, basketball players may want their shoes to loosen up. You ever seen a basketball player bend down in the middle of a game to, like, do something with his shoes? I've never watched You're the... crazy when they be at the free throw line. You watch them bend down? Man, shut up. <laughs> well, yes, they bend down and they loosen up their shoes. Well, okay. you can pre-order these shoes now, and they will officially go on sale February 17th at Nike stores online and also through the Sneakers app. It's going to cost $350. I love it because I'm definitely at the point in my life where my feet swell up for no damn reason. What was up with those Back to the Future sneakers? Remember those? Weren't those self-lacing? Like, yeah, they're going to re-release them this year. Uh, they were like uh, $10,000 last year. All the money went Sheesh. to a good cause. So now they did a, a cheaper version yeah, that comes out this the year. good cause was Phil Knight's bank account. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of good causes, Microsoft has pledged $500 million and that's to help out with Seattle's housing crisis. The problem is that the low- and middle-income workers just are being priced out of Seattle and some of the suburbs around there. So right now, a lot of these new buildings are for the wealthier renters, but they want to make sure that people can afford to live there. Imagine you've been living there forever, and then people come in, and now you can't afford to live there anymore because it's so expensive. They call that gentrification everywhere else. (laughs) What they call it in Seattle? Uh, I mean, it is gentrification. Mm. So basically, people are being pushed out. And so this pledge of $500 million is the largest in Microsoft's history. And they're saying it's one of the biggest contributions by a private corporation for housing. So that's a good thing, right? We'll see how all that Mm -hmm. works out. All right. And the government shutdown is still going on. How long has it been now? Like 27 days? Like 28, 29, I thought. It's the longest in the nation's history. It started on the 22nd. And we are still uh, in this government shutdown. It's affecting so many people. I see people having to pawn off all of their items, trying to pay their bills. It's affecting school lunches. It's affecting the FDA. It's affecting the TSA. Uh, just in general, everybody's uh, everybody that um, is working right now for the government. Donald Trump did sign a bill that's going to pay them after the government shutdown ends. But who knows when it's going to end? Well, Cardi B has weighed in, and here's what she has to say about the shutdown. Trump is now ordering, as in summoning, federal government workers to go back to work without getting paid. Now, I don't want to hear y'all mother talking about, oh, but Obama shut down the government for 17 days. Yeah, bitch, for health care. So your grandma could check her blood pressure and you bitches could go check your in the gynecologist with no mother 
problem. Our country is in a hellhole right now. All for a wall. I feel like we need to take some action. I don't know what type of action, bitch, because this is not what I do. But, bitch, I'm scared. If the government shutdown lasts longer than Black History Month, then all you racist Trump supporters have to feel disgusted. February is only like two weeks, right? No. So the government shutdown <laughs> already has lasted longer than all of Black History Month. Yes. You racists should be disgusted, okay? <sighs> all right. Well, that you should is be ashamed. your front page news. It's affecting just the average everyday person that's trying to absolutely take care of themselves, feed their families. It's really sad to see how much people are affected. And then right. he forced them to go back to work, right? Uh, well, yeah, people are supposed to work to get their back pay. and Yeah, he said he will. He signed an order to get him back pay. Mm. But we just don't know when that's going to happen. Imagine right. you're waiting and waiting and you could get evicted. It's true. All right. Well, that's front page news. Now, when we come back, Tamika Mallory will be joining us. Tamika, mm-hmm. Queen Tamika Mallory. We'll talk to her about uh, the women's march that's coming up. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Fresh off an appearance on The View. That's right. This is true. Tamika <laughs> Mallory, y'all. welcome back. Hey, it's good to see y'all family. How's everything? Good. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Thank y'all so much for having me on. What's up, sis? Happy birthday to Thank you. Thank you, Tamika. Good to see you. Did you did you feel like you was under attack on the view? Well, I mean, yeah, right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, I was under attack on the view. Um, but I think a lot of people, particularly black folks, who are like doing work on our behalf, are always under attack. Absolutely. We're dealing with, um, you know, Megan McCain particularly. So it's unfortunate that she even has that type of platform. And I think it's so unfair for even the people who probably really wanted to hear from us. Like, mm-hmm. they really wanted to understand some of the things that they don't know and instead she just sort of took that time to try to you know whatever whatever that was mm-hmm. and I, I think she actually did the people who really have real legitimate questions a disservice mm-hmm. all right so i'm trying to understand some things that are going on right Please. now with the women's march and everything that's happening so there's controversy around that and i see people leaving really nasty messages and comments and I see support as well yeah but I'm wondering how things turn because the reason I knew about the women's march was really because of you right and Carmen and Linda yes and Carmen and Linda coming up here spreading the word about it Tamika in particular was texting me like you coming out sis I got you you were there and I did come I made it out there and I'm just wondering what changed like what's going on so first of all it didn't change we've been under attack Um, since the beginning. Mm -hmm. This has been going on. I mean, I don't know how many conversations we've had just about the treatment Mm -hmm. and the the hostility towards women of color, particularly taking position. Um, And, you know, Linda, as a Palestinian Muslim woman, she specifically deals with a lot of hate. Sometimes externally or internally. Both. 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 Mm -hmm. I think both. And and I want to be careful with that also because we have an incredible team, Mm -hmm. an incredible team of people who may not always agree on every issue, but we love on one another. We educate each other and we have very daring discussions and it's difficult. But Mm -hmm. there are people um, who are internal, who carry the banner and say they are Women's March do not want to see women of color leading. Mm. Right. Yeah, sure. And that was just something everyone can agree on, is that women of color had to be involved in the Women's March because Absolutely. originally it didn't feel like we were included. No. Well, we there was a woman, a white woman, who was um, a, a grandmother. She was the one, the first person to put out a call. Mm-hmm. So went out to a number of her friends and by the time she woke up the next morning it had like tens of thousands of people who had signed up to say they were going, they were coming to the march. 
Um, and so we got a call asking us to participate and we did, but we were not willing to participate from a perspective of like just being, you know, the help. And, mm -hmm. and that's, and some people, there were some women who were engaged who did want us to just be the help. And we had some very difficult conversations and to Bob Bland's credit, the woman who it's, there's four co-chairs, well, there were four co-chairs when we had a co-chair structure. We do not anymore. That was for the first March. Um, and Bob Bland, as a white woman, really, she was she was not in nowhere near where she is in terms of her consciousness today. But she knew that something was unsettling about how these white women were treating us and the energy. And so mm -hmm. she decided that being that she had created the Facebook pages and she did all of the work, that she was going to really sort of side with the women of color and ensure that we were properly positioned. Mm -hmm. Our thing was... The only way we would be involved is if we were going to lead. So the platform, the speakers, the way in which the Women's March developed had to be through the eyes of marginalized communities. And it had to be our perspective. If it was not going to be our perspective, we weren't going to participate. Because our position was that it's not that white women are not oppressed. We do know that white women deal with oppression. But we also know that they are a part of, um, of upholding systems of oppression against mm -hmm. people of color. And therefore, we need to make sure that those people who are most impacted are first. Mm -hmm. And that to us right. is the way to heal all of society. Like all of the inequities we deal with are addressed by bringing the people from the bottom up. When you do that, just by osmosis, I guess, mm -hmm. everybody else gets healed, you know? So that's that was our, that's been our model from the beginning. Address the people who are most impacted and the rest of society will rise just because. You said something on The View yesterday that I thought was powerful. You said you shouldn't be judged through the lens of a man. Right. So, so why are they right. trying to make the right. minister's words yours? Well, I mean, you know, first of all, and and I shout out to my brother Mark Lamont Hill, who was up here talking about that litmus test, mm -hmm. the litmus mm -hmm. test that black people suffer with the most, you know, and it, it has been going on for far too long that uh, Minister Farrakhan and other black folks are used as a litmus test for people to decide whether or not you can be a leader. And the, and the worst part about it is this sort of infantilism where you're, you become a child and people are going to tell you exactly which words to use mm -hmm. to describe how you feel about someone in your own community. And that's something that I reject. And it has been very painful in terms of the pushback and the hate that I've received, but I have to stand on principle. Mm -hmm. And my principles are very, very specific. And I think that's something that, you know, I want to talk about today because this whole idea of denouncing not just Minister Farrakhan, but any person, anyone, first of all, we, the Women's March was established to address Donald Trump. That was the, the first person, Miss mm -hmm. Teresa Shook. She wanted to fight Trump which we came in and said that wasn't going to work because obviously Trump wasn't the beginning of oppression for people of color, particularly in America. So we weren't willing to participate in that. But if you think about just that premise alone, we came in and said, we're not even going to denounce Trump. We're going to denounce the ideas. We're going to denounce mm -hmm. the oppression overall. We found a way to work together to say these systems of oppression, that is what we have to focus on. Focusing on individualism will never get us where we need to be, but that's easier for people. 
Right. And you know what? Unfortunately, black and brown folks, because of our conditions, because of what we've been through, you know, people don't just get to tell us, folks who particularly are not invested in our liberation, who we should and should not be speaking to and how we should speak about our people. So again, no, I do not agree with Minister Farrakhan and everything that he says and how he speaks. It's not my language. Mm -hmm. And there are some things that I wish that he would not say. And I am unequivocally uh, standing in that. Um, and, and so they say, well, but we want you to say this word and say denounce and say and condemn. denounce him as a person. And all of that. Mm -hmm. And guess what? I have not condemned the men who killed my son's father. Mm. I have never denounced them. I've never talked about them in a condemnation context because I'm a person who believes that the people, the person on one side of the gun, the, the shooter and the victim, that they both deserve our love and attention. That's that's the type of organizing I do. And no one can make me different than that. All right, we have more with Tamika Mallory. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have Tamika Mallory in the building. Charlemagne? You know, everybody understands the nuance that you're talking about. I think that they're purposely ignoring it because they're trying to undermine everything that all the work that you've done. That's exactly right. And, and I wonder, do you think that the Women's March can be successful with everyone divided? Well, I mean, I, again, inside of the Women's March, um, the division is not uh, what people are trying to, to make it seem. Like, there are people who are working really hard within the Women's March to do great work. And the body of work that we've had for two years we fought the nomination of Kavanaugh. We had people involved. Folks were getting arrested. People who never, ever participated in these types of movements before. Family separation. Over 600 folks, 600 women, mainly white women, never participated in movement work. They, uh, you know, went to jail to try to bring families back together, participated in civil disobedience. And we've been on a number of things. So I think, yes, we can continue to work. But I'm going to be really honest. Based upon what is happening to, to, to me, uh, you know, to Linda and to Carmen, to have people, the types of death threats and the nastiness that we receive, it is so wrong. And for us to be vilified in the ways in which we are, it makes you question whether or not intersectionality is really for us. And to be clear, mm. when people ask me, well, you know, why do you go into this room or why you talk to this person or why are you around these people? Black women were asking me why I would go work with white women too. And they said, you need to be clear that these people will destroy you. And certainly what we see happening right now is an attempt to destroy me. But we will not back down. You know, we know this struggle is not going to be easy. It is exactly that. It's a struggle. And I'm in it for the long haul, whatever, the, whatever I have to endure. The bottom line for me is that the work that I was very, very particular about us getting done was that there would not be a women's, a, a, a new wave of feminism to happen in this country where women of color were not at the center of it. And no matter what I have to take, the abuse, the misunderstanding, the mischaracterization, and, and the lies, because people have told bold-faced lies on us, I will take that if it means ensuring that my people have a seat at the table. That's how I know you're a real black leader, though. You're really not a real black leader until they try to get you up out of here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? Well. Mm -hmm. I read a, I, I've read I've read this article before, but Meghan McCain's husband runs a, 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 a site called The Federalist, mm. and they have these far right-wing views, and I've seen her distance herself 
from her husband's <laughs> own views. Well, so, and, and they still married. Yeah. Right. She should right. denounce him. Did she denounce him? That's the question. Right. So she understands nuance, so it doesn't make any sense Right. No, no, they understand it. It's very clear. They are able to make sense of nuance whenever it comes to protecting, um, you know, protecting white women and protecting white folks in general. Because the mere fact that you could even stand next to and support a man who would separate families children from their mothers and just I mean we could go on with so much that this country has done to our people and the fact that they would even be a part of a party that continues to participate in such is 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 deplorable but we're actually still willing to work with them there was no prerequisite for you to get involved with the women's march you could show up and say you know uh, one of the issues they kept bringing up yesterday was this whole concern around uh, pro-lifers pro-lifers want to be able to feel like they are part of the women's march our principles, our principles are pro-choice. But in that pro-choice, we believe pro-life is a part of it. Mm -hmm. That means that you have the choice mm -hmm. to be pro-life. Right. But if you look at it from the flip side, it doesn't give you choice mm -hmm. because pro-life means you there's are no there's, no there's no choice. There's no choice, correct. So who's actually the liberal? Who's actually the person that is actually trying to open up the doors for everyone? And, and here's the thing. Black women don't have the luxury of telling people they have to be pro-life. Because mm. our communities sometimes are not set up in a way where people are able to have children, right? We got gun violence. We have poverty. We have lack of education. We ain't got no job. We, we have a lot of things going on. So, you know, it's a luxury to say that you are pro-life. And, and I support that. But you can't force that on me. So, you know, again, they get their own nuance, but they just don't get it when it comes to us because they realize that when you look at a Latinx woman, a Muslim woman, a black woman standing next to a white woman and other women, Jewish women and, and trans women and really working to bring all these different folks together, that we have the potential to shift this world in a way that this country is not, it is not prepared to give up its power on behalf of people who are marginalized. Yeah, that's why I don't understand why people don't see the blatant divide and conquer tactic that's, that's happening to the women's march. Mm, like, wow. like you have you have to see that coming. I mean, it's it's been happening since the beginning. We've been through so much. Like, I literally have to travel with the security team that my son coordinates for all of us. As you know, and and again, Bob is not walking around with death threats, but she's standing with us every day. So why is it that people are only talking about blowing out our brains? Mm -hmm. What you know? What is that all about? So oh, because y'all you know, are women of color. Because we're the women of color, and because people see us as animals anyway. So why not just shoot us dead? Why not just you know? Why not just kill us? Now, we, we had a march coming up. That's on Saturday. Talk about the march a little bit. So and how can people get involved? So Saturday, this is the third annual uh, Women's March. We're going back to Washington, D.C. As y'all know, so much is happening um, in this country. And we're actually releasing this week our uh, policy platform, things that people can actually fight for in their local communities that really protects all communities. Mm -hmm. So this it's a very bold policy platform that will be out. And I encourage people to look at it. You know, some folks feel like, well, you guys have marches and you, you know, did civil disobedience. But how did this actually translate into something that we can like touch and feel? Well, right. you know what? Over 100 women were elected to uh, Congress 
and and in the midterm elections and it was historic so we're going to keep doing that work so on saturday we'll be in washington dc people will be marching all over the country as well so you can go to a march near you you can go to womensmarch.com that's womensmarch.com to get information about how to start how you know where to go of course there'll be speakers we'll also be physically marching and we're asking people to come out and we will be there rain snow sleet doesn't matter like the movement doesn't stop because the weather isn't working out for us. How many people donate financially to? People should go to womensmarch.com and certainly we need the donations. Um, We need the support. And so individual donations have been sort of the foundation for Women's March. And we ask people to participate, you know, and, and and I hope that women of color particularly see what we're going through to hold the line on behalf of our communities and that they also support us because we do need that support. Well, I'm glad you came up here to make it clear a lot of things up because I've been reading a lot of propaganda and things, you know. Being lies. Well, you wasn't clearing it up with us. We know who you are. Well, I want everyone to hear. Thank you. We appreciate you, sis, and thanks for supporting the Women's March. Um, and, you know, if you can't be with us in D.C. on Saturday, the New York City March is happening at Foley Square, a sister by the name of Agunda. She is amazing. She's an mm-hmm. African sister who is the head of Women's March New York City. And they will be marching here in New York. Women's March, not Women's March other folk. Women's March New York City will be at Foley Square this Saturday morning at 10 o'clock. Well, thank you for joining us. I'm sorry, with the New York Immigration Coalition, I have to make sure to say that they've been so incredible in terms of partnering with our New York City March. Brother Mirage. Thank you for joining us and stopping through. Thank you so much for having me. All right, it's Tamika Mallory. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. On The Breakfast Club. So listen up. Well, Michelle Obama's memoir, Becoming, has actually created a record. It's the new number one record on Amazon's best-selling books list. Breaking Fifty Shades of Grey's streak, which hit the stands back in 2012. So congratulations to Michelle Obama. Yeah, I love how she did the tour for her book as well. I went to the Barclays to go see her talk. Amazing. So. Shout out to her. Today's her birthday, too. So happy birthday, yes. Michelle Obama. Great news on her birthday. Mm-hmm. All right. Now let's talk about what happened with Travis Scott and Colin Kaepernick. Did they speak? Did Travis Scott actually call up Colin Kaepernick before he decided to perform at halftime at the Super Bowl and get his blessing? Well, according to sources close to Colin Kaepernick, that did not happen. And he did not give his stamp of approval on that. Uh, his girlfriend, Nessa, who is a personality, said there's no mutual respect and there is no understanding for anyone working against Kaepernick, period. Stop lying. Did Travis Scott say he spoke to him without saying No, that, it that was, was a report in Variety from sources. It never directly... Oh, so he didn't say it, so he, they can't so, judge him for that? According to TMZ, what the real story is, they, they did speak, but it was the substance of the conversation that's critical. Apparently, when Travis Scott had decided he wanted to perform at the Super Bowl halftime show, he contacted Colin Kaepernick to try to get him involved. Some way, somehow, Colin Kaepernick and Travis Scott didn't agree on things. It was a cordial conversation. And that was it. Now, one thing that one of Travis Scott's sources said, Colin doesn't tell Travis what he can and can't do. That's Travis's decision. Where we told you that Travis Scott is going to donate, uh, well, making the NFL donate $500,000 to Van Jones's charity, Dream Corp. So that is part of what is being done in order for Travis Scott to participate in the Super Bowl halftime show. Yeah, so Travis never said that. So I don't know why people are upset with him. He never said, I spoke to him and he gave me permission. He didn't say that. Right, I think the things were, it looks like, taken out of context. Correct. All right, now there's other rumors that there's going to be other people performing during this halftime show. Now TMZ caught up with Jazzy Faye at the airport, and here's what he said. 
I think Lil John and Jermaine Dupree and everybody gonna make it hot. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna make it live, and you know what I mean? Maybe I'll let the cat out of the bag. I don't know. Yeah, you know what's funny? They they just had. Well, they, no, they, they switched it. They said Voice of Jazzy Faye, and then they had Lil John's picture up there. But, um, yeah, no, JD's doing a whole week of things. Like, JD has a whole week of things going on with so many different artists. I don't know if he's in Has he announced it yet? What, that he's at the halftime show? Yeah, he's doing a whole bunch of things with Jeezy, and, and he hasn't announced. Let well, me shut up. Okay, Envy. Thank you for that. You and Jazzy Faye, thank y'all both for that information. Now, I don't I know mean, if this so. means that they are participating in the halftime now, show. I got the only thing that, well, I'll let him announce it. But, yeah. <laughs> I'll let them announce well, you it. might as well now. So, Jermaine Dupree has a whole series of nothing. events happening? Uh, yes. Well, no. Like I'm, what? Stop. Give me an example. I'm not telling you. He has, he's going to announce it. I'm I know sure you're soon. going out there, so I know you have more information. It's the rumor report. Yeah, I know. He's doing a whole lot of things. I'm, like I, what? I, I don't know. I'm not telling you, but I know You Jeezy, said something with Jeezy? I know okay. Two ch- I, I'm not telling anymore. Two stop chains? It. Who stop else? It. I'm not saying anymore, yeah. Who else? I told too much Migos, already. Migos, Lil Baby. Hey, see, who you else? know, you know. Ludacris, who else? How's she going to say that she knows? I'm just listing people from Atlanta. I don't know, yeah. And yes, now you just confirmed it. I didn't confirm anything. Who else? Who else? I'm not, nobody. Man, she got me snitching. I'm telling on myself. <laughs> see, you know. I don't know. <laughs> All right, Rihanna's father has responded to the report from yesterday that Rihanna is suing him for using the Fenty name to promote his own business. Well, according to OK, they spoke to Ronald Fenty, Rihanna's dad, and he said, she is suing me. Why would she sue me? It's my name. And he said, she's never going to sue me. I'll have to fight it. And then he said, thing is, she doesn't have the time to deal with all this stuff herself. So it's someone else that will be doing it. She's working hard on her album at the moment. I don't think she'd sue me. He said, it's all news to me. They sent something to Fenty Entertainment. It was a letter from Rock Nation, I think. But my lawyer said it was okay. They said they preferred me not to use the name, but they didn't say I couldn't. Yeah, you can't use the name and book me. If he just wants to use the name, of course, that's his name. But For his can't. own stuff, right? Yeah. If he wants to do a line of ties and suits. Absolutely. Fenty he, suits. If he wants to do his own face products or, and makeup, he can do that as well. But just well, can't tie me to it. Rihanna already has Fenty Beauty. No. So I don't think that he can do that. He can do it, Dad's it Fenty Beauty. It might be beauty. confusing. Dad's Fenty Beauty he could do or something like that, but... you. That sounds like a terrible name for a makeup <laughs> No, maybe his makeup's popping. I don't know. Dad, would you use that? I don't use makeup yet. Dad's Fenty Beauty. <laughs> you don't ever know. You're a dad. I know, but I don't do makeup. Okay. Uh, I've seen you in makeup. I actually have a picture, don't make me post it, of you getting your makeup done. <laughs> that was a so, joke. No, that it was, wasn't. No, it was, was, we were actually both in the chair. That was, that was a joke. That I was, was not a joke. You were really in makeup. That's when I did my eyebrows. Lying? That was when I did no, my eyebrows. No, I'm talking about when oh. we were actually in Atlanta getting ready for an appearance and you had your makeup done. Hmm. That video. Maybe once or twice. Okay, so you would use Dad Fenty Beauty. If it was good. Okay, there we go. (laughs) (laughs) All right, now, Mute R. Kelly activists were protesting outside of Sony headquarters, demanding that they drop R. Kelly. The protest was organized by members of Mute R. Kelly, Black Women's Blueprint, Care 2, Color of Change, Credo, Girls for Gender Equity, Now NYC, and Ultraviolet. They had petitions. Over 200,000 people demanded that RCA Records break their contract with R. Kelly. Now, they are saying, of course, you should not profit from a man who physically, mentally, and sexually abuses black girls. And they also had a airplane fly a banner that read RCA slash Sony drop sexual predator R. Kelly. They had an airplane fly over Manhattan? Yes. Wow. So he, there's no games being played. I thought here. that was banned. I thought you couldn't fly over Manhattan unless you were... Maybe uh, if you get a permit. Wow. And plan it in advance. All right. All right. I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Did they drop him? Did they say yet? Not, well, you know what? They've halted any new music from coming out. So anything like that, they're not going to release any new music. I don't know what they're doing regarding his catalog. Yeah, they, they're going to keep the old catalog. They're not going to let that go, but they should drop him. 
Mm-hmm. All right. Well, coming up next, we have Donkey of the Day. Charlemagne gives somebody Donkey today. I think he's in the bathroom doing the number two. But we'll be back. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Charlemagne, say the gang, Donkey of the Day. Charlemagne. You are a donkey. <laughs> it's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day does not discriminate. I might not have the song of the day, but I got the Donkey of the Day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, <laughs> hit me with the heat. Yeah, it's the Breakfast Club, bitches. Who's Donkey of the Day today? Donkey of the Day for Thursday, January 17th goes to a young rapper known as Famous Dex. Now, listen, young man, I'm not trying to disrespect you. Just want to give you a little game. I'm not taking any sides in this situation. I just feel that Famous Dex is overreacting. Okay, see, Big Draco. A.K.A. DeAndre Cortez Way, a founding father of hip-hop, a godfather of hip-hop, commonly known to the world as Soldier Boy, was on The Breakfast Club yesterday morning, and he had this to say about Famous Dex. I started this internet. I started the wave. I'm the reason why these new artists get signed. I'm the reason why it's a little pump. I discovered Chief Keef. Any of these artists is hot right now. Rich the Kid used to sleep on my couch. Famous Dex, I was the first person to fly Famous Dex to L.A. He was stacks on deck money game before he signed the Rich the Kid. Now, I can't tell someone what to take offense to. I can't tell someone what to be disrespected by, but I don't feel as if Soldier Boy was dissing Famous Dex at all. Do you, Angela Yee? No. Do you, Envy? No. Okay, well, look, everybody has somebody who gave them their first opportunity, gave them their first look, gave them their first position. All of us have someone we can attribute our first taste of success to, that person who helped us get in the door. Hell, that person who might have just showed us where the door was, okay? We all got that one individual, everybody. So I don't understand what Famous Dex is mad about. Hell, even if Soldier just flew Famous Dex out and recognized his talent, you know, shouted him out, empowered him just by acknowledging him, that was cool. Okay, I didn't think it was nothing wrong with what Big Soldier said, but Famous Dex did, all right? Famous Dex took the Instagram Live yesterday with a semiotic weapon of some sort to express his disdain for what Big Draco had to say. Let's hear it. You ain't put me on shit, bro. You just wanted to ride my way, nigga. Soldier boy, you better watch your mouth and start doing coke, bro. Because I'll come to you and I'll pop up and smack your ass, nigga. I'll f*** with you, Soldier boy, you want honey. But don't say, don't put my name in your mouth, now, I tell y'all every day, I'm not the highest grade of weed in the dispensary, but how did Big Soldier saying he put Famous Dex on turn into him Instagram-gating a potential violent conflict with Soldier Boy? Like, Dex, come on, man. You're getting money, all right? You got a decent career going for you from what I can see. There's nothing Soldier Boy said on The Breakfast Club that warrants you being on social media with a chopper threatening violence. <laughs> Pull up for what? Pull up to do what? To throw your life away because Soldier Boy said he knew you before everybody else? I don't understand the logic. Okay, how about just pull up a chair and sit and enjoy the interview with Big Draco like everybody else? One one thing I'm, you know, not even remotely trying to do in 2019 is cause issues between black men, especially young black men that are out here getting money. So I think it's very important to tell guys like Dex, bruh, you're tripping, tripping. All right, now I wish I would have saw this yesterday because I would have reached out to Soldier Boy and told him, don't even respond. And if you do respond, respond in a different way because yesterday Soldier Boy and Famous Dex got on Instagram Live together. What do the young kids call it? Being on each other's lives? Live. Live. Lives. Lies. Lives. Being on each other's lives. Okay, I don't know who invaded whose live uh, first, but this is Soldier Boy and Famous Dex arguing about absolutely nothing on IG Live yesterday. And that's fact. Look, you can't and come to Chicago fact. no more, bro. You a bitch. That's fact. Hey, stop doing coke. You 
I will beat your ass. What you want to do then? 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 Say you want to do my mom. You a fan. Fuck, fuck, fuck. It's up there. My mom. You a Go get the chain back. You stop wearing them face pants. Go get the chain back. Hey, look, when I see you, I'm going to get the You ain't going to do Hilarious. I started to say Jesus Christ, but instead of Jesus Christ nowadays, I'm going to say Soldier Beasy. Okay? Oh, my goodness. Because that's the real Lord and Savior. But, you know, uh, that exchange just shows me that arguing with a fool only proves that there are two. All right, seriously, let this be a teachable moment. We all have to be intentional with where we put our attention in 2019. My great friend, my partner, my homie, Little Duval, told you in the book of Duval, chapter one, verse two, not to go back and forth with these niggas. And that exchange you heard was a prime example why. Okay, they say arguing with an idiot makes two of them. So, so, so sometimes you just got to leave people alone when it comes to certain subjects. And this is one of those times. Famous Dex should have just, just been left alone on this one. Famous Dex, I want the best for you. Soldier Boy, I want the best for you. All you young black men, I want the best for you. But you have to want the best for yourselves, okay? This whole exchange was goofy as hell. Dex, if you had a problem with what Soldier Boy said, it's a way to express that without threats of violence and guns. I would like for you young brothers to find other ways of communicating other than thumb-thugging, broadband blooding, and cyber-cripping. And please, stop putting things on family members. Why is everybody always putting things on family members? On your son, on your mama, on your grandma. Everybody relax. If you guys don't think y'all can have civilized conversations, call an adult in the culture that can mediate these type of situations because I'm tired of seeing young black men online looking stupid. And it's not about who's right or who's wrong in this situation because y'all both look crazy. And this is a prime example of why you never argue with a fool because people from a distance can't tell who's who. Please give Famous Dex the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. Oh, now you are the donkey of the day. You are the donkey of the day. Dex, I don't want no smoke. Don't be on the Instagram with your chopper talking about me later, okay? I'm just trying to give you a little game. Get next. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey of the day. Now, when we come back, ask ye. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call ye right now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Ye. Hello, who's this? This is Marquise Graves, hey. a.k.a. 2G Warrior. What's up, Marquise? What's your question for ye? Hey, how you doing? Uh, basically, I'm um, a young black man, you know, coming up out of the heart of uh, Newark, New Jersey, and um, I want to start an acting career, and I just want to know what would be the, what can be the best advice a young black man like me can do to get involved in something like that. Well, have you been taking acting classes? Yeah, I have taken a few, but I know a lot of good actors, and they haven't got anywhere either, so I was starting to think, uh, am I doing something wrong? Okay, first of all, definitely take those acting classes because that's where you actually be able to network and meet people who are doing what you're doing. Also, go on auditions. You got to go on a ton, a ton of auditions before you finally get that break. And even if something is not some high-paid gig, you should take whatever it is that you can get or become a production assistant and actually offer your services to go work on a, a production so that you're there even if it's behind the scenes at first so you can work your way up. Definitely. Okay, thank you. I really appreciate it. No problem. Hello, who's this? Hello, good morning. This is Raven. Good morning, Raven. Good morning, Raven. DJ NV. Good morning. Charlemagne and Ms. Shee. It's Charlemagne. Hi, Raven. Morning. I had called last week 
for Miss Yi mm -hmm. about uh, a baby girl that I had with a famous musician. And I wanted you to know that after that call, mm -hmm. his boss was listening to your radio show. Wow. There's a reason you guys are the number one morning radio show. That's right. You better know it. And just to recap, he was threatening you, your child. Uh, he didn't want his wife yes. to be involved in the child's... His wife didn't want him to be involved in your child's life. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, his boss called him, and he told him he needed my number, and his boss contacted me and immediately wired money into my bank account for the baby. That's great. And... Um, I've retained a family attorney, Good and I'll be flying out to L.A. His boss is going to have a corporate jet fly me and the baby out. Wow. We're going to uh, negotiate with the company's attorneys and the musician's attorney, and we're going to have a DNA test. Well, good for so you. He knows for certain what's going on with his daughter. And Raven, we don't ever want you to feel intimidated by somebody. Even if you feel like it could be something dangerous, you got to take that power. You know, take that power back that he tried to take from you. And that's why I love the fact that you got proactive. You got an attorney. You're handling your business because it's about the child. Yes, it's about his daughter. And I can't make him see his daughter and be with her. I would love that. But at least the head of the company that he's contracted to mm -hmm. told me if he had to take money out of his contracts and send for the baby that's what he'll do good he's i love really that stand-up guy and this guy has been around for many 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 years all right well raven i'm glad that things got resolved thus far and i hope that things change and get better and he does decide to become involved in his daughter's life but i'm glad that you took that power back and that you're no longer feeling intimidated no I'm not. I felt defeated last week when I called you. I was just on the verge of being defeated. Well, keep it moving. Keep going. Keep doing whatever it is that you have to do. Stay on top of things. Be proactive. And thank all of you. Thank you, Miss Yi. No problem. And Charlemagne, thank you so much. Thank you. Keep doing what you're doing because you really make a difference. You've made a difference in my child and my life. Okay. You really have. Thanks, Raven. Thank keep us so keep keeping us updated too. I will. Thank, Thank you, baby. Bye-bye. Phone calls like that is why we do it. You hear me? All yeah, there's right. a lot of things that go on behind the scenes of Ask Yee. Shout out to Dr. Kendall Jasper. He's a clinical psychologist, and he does a lot for our listeners that need some extra help. So, you know, never be ashamed to ask for help. And all you can do is is get better. When Who say Big down. Breakfast Club don't make a difference in the hood? <laughs> Who say Big Breakfast Club don't make a difference in the hood? All, all, right, all right, Draco. All right, relax. Draco. <laughs> All right, ask ye, 800-585-1051. If you got a question for ye, hit it now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Ye. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Nay. Hey, what's up, mama? What's your question for ye? I have this boyfriend. I've been dating for three years. Mm -hmm. We had a child last year. She's one. But I feel like there's no progression with him. He's not evolving. Mm -hmm. and, you know, um, a strain on our relationship is money. Where I'm, I work more than he do, and I go to school more than he does. And, and y'all have a baby. Like, yes, and it's like I don't, I don't get any free time to myself, or you know, I don't get to do the things that I want to do because I can't afford to miss work because he's not working like I am. Mm -hmm. Now, that's always an issue too, you know. Um, so, what is it that are his aspirations? 
Um, see, when I ask him that, he'll be like, I don't know, you know, I'm still trying to figure that out. And I'm like, you know, we're in our 20s. We need to be getting it together. We already have kids. We need to already have this down packed because we need to have our, our future plans planned out, 401k, all of that. And I know I'm young, but it's like, you know, we still need to build for that. Right. And it's not fair to you that all this strain is on you right now because I'm sure it's a lot having had a baby not that long ago. It is, and I, I started, you know, I always listen to you guys' show. And I started to think, you know, maybe I have depression a little bit. I've been mm-hmm. seeing the signs, you know, I do a little research up on it. You know, I'm thinking about probably going to a therapist because I see Charlemagne always said how um, it's helped him a lot going to see a therapist or something. And I don't have any time to get my emotions, you know, so because... I'm constantly catering to you and the kids. Yeah, sometimes you do have to put yourself first. I do think that's important, especially because you said, like you said, you've been feeling some signs. So I do encourage you to get help. As far as he goes, you know, sometimes men can get very, well, people in general can get very complacent. And it's also our approach, right? So we get into these arguments with people where, you know, our significant other, where we're kind of, going back and forth, maybe nagging him about things and you can't have a sit-down discussion without it turning into an argument, maybe a better thing to do is for you to be encouraging and help him figure out what it is that he needs to do and also let him know, look, I'm not feeling like myself. You know, I'm aware that you had a baby. Maybe you have some postpartum. And like you said, it's very difficult taking care of your family, holding down work, taking care of your man. Who's taking care of you? Nobody. Right. So you have to just convey that to him, but try to do that at a time when you guys are not in the middle of an argument and when emotions aren't high. Let him know that it is that you want to get help. Let him know that you want the relationship to work, but you need him to also come to the table with some things as well and meet you halfway and compromise. Yeah, I've done that several times, and, you know, I feel like I'm at a point where I want to be like, you know what? This relationship is not for me, and I, you know, I constantly tell him that, and tell him the issues that are um, wrong with with our relationship and the whole, the whole money thing. Because I don't feel like if you're my man, why should I be paying all the bills by myself? Absolutely or, not. Or why am I paying eighty percent and you're only giving me a hundred dollars a month on some bills? Oh no, that's crazy. Yeah, and sometimes what it is is guys don't realize what they have until you leave. And that might be what he needs in order to get a fire under his ass for him to go and do something and make some money and realize what, what's at stake here. Yeah. You know, or you could just tell him you ain't got it and he's got to come up with it. See, I have. I, I've done that before, too, and it's like, okay, how, how would any of this get done without me, you know? And here comes the first, and I, I'll pretend like I don't have anything, and then you'll, well, well, I'll see what I can do. And then here comes the fifth, and I'm like, oh, no, I don't like to get behind on my bills. Right. I like to pay everything on time. I would like for you guys to sit down and come up with a budget and an amount that he has to give every month. And if he can't handle that, then it might be time for you to handle your own business. Oh, we've done that too. I told him I need a, um 150 a week every time you get paid because I calculated everything from the lights, gas, water, rent. She's <laughs> not playing. As she should. I, I love rent math. Right, and he hasn't done that. If, if so, he'll give me $50, and I'll be like, where's the other 100 So where is all his money going? Kush. See, that's what I'm saying. And, like, he's working part-time. I told him, you know, part-time is okay because, you know, you're still – he has a felony, so, you know, I understand you're trying to still look for another job, but – don't just be out here looking for any job that's not gonna pay you, you know, a certain amount that you're looking for. Because there's plenty of male jobs that'll pay you more than what they would for a female as myself. 
Right. And I'm sure that it's not easy for him, being that he has a felony to go out there and get a job, and maybe it's discouraging for him as well. But it's been two years. It's been two years, yeah. I do know that's not easy. And for both of you, like, I would say this, you got to put yourself first. And if that means you have to go and get help, go and get that help, that professional help that it is that you need so that things don't spiral out of control. And just let him know, look, I can't do this on my own. And and maybe you're going to have to go and get your own place since I pay all the bills anyway. And that might be the only thing that's going to make him finally step up. Okay. Well, we'll see how that goes. But thank you so much for okay. being on. Bye. All right, honey. Good luck, mama. Financial right. issues are never easy in a relationship, man. Money is the number one reason that people break up. Mm-hmm. She definitely needs to go to therapy if she feels like going to therapy. I had to have an emergency therapy session yesterday. Mm-hmm. After what? I don't know. I just got depressed over the weekend oh, for no damn reason. Talk to me. What's I don't know. Tell I me, have extreme me. highs and extreme lows. Tell me. You okay? And I was having an extreme low. You need a hug? And I went to the therapist yesterday. And you know what's so crazy? What? I was. I felt like that on Sunday night, extreme low. By the time I got to the therapist Tuesday, I was extremely happy. That's because you see no me. there's no in-between. Know how to cold with me, baby. That's because you've seen us. you seen me and you got happy again. Man, shut up. All right. You're making it worse. <laughs> well, we got rumors on the way. Yes, we are going to talk about the real. Now, there were reports that the women were arguing behind the scenes about their salaries. We'll tell you what they had to say about that. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's about time. What's going on? Yo. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Now, there's been some rumors circulating about the women from The Real saying that they were fighting behind the scenes about salaries, that Tamara is the highest paid and people have an issue with that. And then Lonnie Love is the highest paid. Well, the women addressed it, of course, on the show themselves. And here's what they said. That we were feuding and that we were walking off set because of our salaries. The second we heard that, we immediately got on the chain and called each other. I left you voicemails and our um, video messages because it was so important for us to make eye contact and be like, you good? And then the crazy part is you almost have to ask yourself, who would believe this? One thing is, is that if you see, if you're hearing it of a source about this show, it's not, no. Because yes. if, if it's coming from me or one of these ladies, it'll be coming from yes. us. See, they'll let you know themselves right away. Absolutely. All right, now Tiffany Haddish on New Year's Eve, she had a pretty bad show. Things didn't go well, and it happens to comics all the time. Okay, everybody has a bad night. Well, now she is actually brushing up on things. She's going to different comedy uh, locations. She went to the Comedy Cellar on Saturday and worked on her act, and things went very well there. She's practicing. Yeah, she's got to get it together. You know, she feels like she's got to put that work in. Mm -hmm. And people aren't allowed to use their phones as she was performing, or else they would be escorted out. So let her get it together. And then come back. I bet you uh, anywhere she performs now, she will make sure that nobody can use their phone ever again. Yeah, that's why all the comedians do that now. Absolutely. All right, Kelly Rowland has confirmed that she's going to have a new album out in 2019. And uh, she said, this is by far the longest, most pressure-filled process ever, only because I know what it's supposed to be and I've been so hard on myself. I know it. And it's the first time I've said it out loud. I've been extremely hard on myself, but it's definitely coming. And I'm more so excited about this project than anything else. I'm excited to hear some new music from Kelly Rowland. Yeah. You know, she's been busy in life in general, TV shows, baby, marriage, baby, all of right. that. All right. Now, did y'all watch the twerk video? I did. I seen the video. Yes. Now, that video was action-packed, okay, with some twerking. Can they show that on, like, regular te- television? I'm like, not sure, but does anybody little... watch regular? Can Well, I'm sure you could watch it on Revolt, or right? Revolt, yeah, Revolt. The, the Revolt, I mean, there's a lot of ass in that video. Like, it, it almost seems, uh, it's just crazy. It's all women. All women. It's kind of, um, I like the fact that there's no men in it. 
I like that it's like all women just so like kind of with each other twerk. having a good time. Huh? Okay. Usually it's men that have a video with women twerking in it. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was dope. Like it looks like you with your girls just having fun. Just having fun? Okay. Yeah. So they actually had a whole, um, they had a contest, right? People had to submit their best twerking videos and they could get flued out with all expenses paid for and a chance to star in the music video. So you got $25,000. Mm-hmm. And uh, congratulations to the winner of that. Now, one woman put on social media one question. Where are the white girls in I and Cardi B's twerk video at? And There's no white girls in the video? Lexi Pantera asked that. And people were very offended uh, about her concern. Like, I mean, can we have something? Damn. Mm. All right. Or maybe the white girls just couldn't twerk enough, good enough to get in the video. Yeah, because they also don't want to get uh, clowned. <laughs> True. All right, Ariana Grande, her new song, Seven Rings, is coming out tomorrow. And that's a female empowerment song. They said basically it was inspired by uh, when she broke up with Pete Davidson. After the breakup, she went out with her girls on a shopping spree, went into a jewelry store, and bought seven engagement rings for her friends. How cute is that? Just to wear for, on their own? Yeah, it's like, you know, these are my girls. Y'all deserve it. It's like a... We all engaged to each other. Yeah, I think that's dope. I can't wait to get to that. I guess I could buy my friends some rings. You're not going to buy them engagement rings, though. Why not? They won't be expensive ones. Because they're not engaged. Maybe they might be cubic zirconia. All right. <laughs> but we all are committed to, to each other. Okay. What's wrong with committed that? Committed to each other. There you go. All right. I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Up next is the People's Choice Mix. Whatever you want to hear, 800-585-1051. Revolt. We'll see you guys on Tuesday. Oh, that's right. Monday's a holiday. That's right. Monday's a holiday. And Dan, our guy Dan. Happy our birthday, Dan. Dan, happy birthday. He doesn't Dan. like people to know it's his birthday. He's embarrassed. I know. Dan started like, what, three years ago, Dan? And he, he's he's gotten a couple of gray hairs from being here. He's hair, still in his 20s, but he is stressed out. Yeah, he's a little stressed out. But he's good now. He says he's happy. He's in a Look, perfect he's place. he's red. He's turning red because the camera's right on right now. Him. So shout to Dan, man. We should have got Dan something. But Dan is the merch king. Every time you see Dan, he has on some type of merch. Today, he has on his school schoolboy Q sweatshirt. Now, Angela, you said, Envy, I'm going to tell you, today's Dan's birthday. All right? So just so you know. I thought we were going to surprise him. And then as soon as, as Dan walked in, Envy said, it's your birthday, man. Today, happy birthday. I was like, damn. <laughs> I didn't know. Well, happy birthday, Dan. <laughs> Enjoy your it's day. It's a bad bitch birthday. There you go. It's oh, a bad bitch birthday. Twerk. It's Twerk. a bad bitch birthday. Hey. If Dan's white, Dan could have made it in that video. You could have. Right. People's Choice mixes up next is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. I just want to Shout out to Tamika Mallory for joining us. Salute yes, to the Women's Mallory. March is this Saturday, so make sure y'all show up and show out. There's sister marches also, so if you can't make it to D.C., then go to womensmarch.com and you can see where that sister march is uh, near you. Today is National Bootlegger Day. What is First that of all, to do with we're the not going to go from the Women's March to National yeah, Bootlegger Day. Yeah, what I'm confused. All right, I don't know if you're trying to sell fake <laughs> Women's March t-shirts. I don't know where you're going with this, but we're not going to do that. No, I just wanted to shout out all the African bootleggers, that's all. I want to salute Tamika Mallory. No, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be where I'm at. If they didn't didn't buy my mixtape and sell oh my, my mixtape. I swear. <laughs> I swear. If it wasn't, if, right, if it wasn't for the... No, it was I'm, just I'm, a bad transition at that time. Oh, that, right. It was a horrible transition. <laughs> you need to really pay attention to what's going on in this room. Okay? All right? First of all, I want to salute Tamika Mallory uh, because I see all the attacks that are happening uh, on her character, but I think it's very important for us to give her the platform to be able to speak because we really know who Tamika is. Yes, okay? absolutely. And I want to salute all the rabbis in New York yesterday who actually uh, sat down with Tamika Mallory and Linda Saucer and they 
are endorsing the Women's March after their conversation. So that says Great. a lot. You that's, know what I'm saying? That's that says a lot because they're trying to paint Tamika as anti-Semitic, which she is not. So that says a lot to these rabbis in New York after having a conversation with Tamika and Linda are endorsing the Women's March. So so salute to uh, Tamika Mallory, Linda Sarsour, Carmen Perez, and everybody involved with the Women's March. All right. Can I give a couple of birthday shout-outs? Happy birthday to, shout out Mich- to uh, Michelle Obama. Shout out, to, shout out to uh, them people from Africa who was bootlegging your, your CDs <laughs> no, back in the that, day. Okay. But, sh- but shout out to uh, Michelle Obama. Shout out to Dwayne Wade. Shout out to our guy, Ray J. Today's Ray J's birthday. Wow. Ray J. Ray J still got the best rant of all time. I'm sorry. Soldier Boy was kind of close. Nah. Soldier Boy's already at 3.5 million views. No doubt. But when it, comes one day, to, when it comes to Breakfast Club ranch, it's Ray J, Birdman, Soldier's top five. I don't know where he's Soldier's at. Soldier's top five. He's definitely top, top five. five. Uh, and also, today's little John's birthday. Mm. Maury Povich. <laughs> and James Povich. Earl Jones. Mad Legend's birthday is okay. today. And Muhammad Ali. Wow. Yes. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. And today I don't know the also, Ali guy. Huh? I don't know the Ali guy. You don't know Muhammad Ali? Man, shut up. Of course know, I do. You don't know that guy? All right. Well, when we come back, positive note, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now it's time to get up out of here, Charlamagne. You got a positive note? Yes, my positive note, man, uh, is, is once again in reference to the Soldier Boy famous deck situation because I really, really want people to understand that you should never argue with a fool because onlookers may not be able to tell the difference. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done?